This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, here we go, here we go. Coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who has never picked a fight with Apple. Check it out, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis taking the fight to China's favorite company on the same day that Disney announces it's backing down from its fight with the governor so they can focus on what's most important to them. All right, now, get out there and make me some good money. We will, we will discuss the war on free speech with Florida Representative Kat Kamek, former Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz, on a big Wednesday that could include some type of an update on this potential railway strike. Uh, still trying to avert that crisis, now being told that if we don't get it done, not only is it going to affect food, not only is it going to affect fuel, but it could tank those presents that are supposed to be coming from the North Pole. Thanks for ruining Christmas, Joe. 888-788-9910. If you want to help me clean up this mess today, uh, you know the rules on the show. You could be a Republican, you could be a Democrat, we don't care. Just don't be a That is all. That is all. Happy Wednesday, you guys. Uh, had a fun one last night. I was on with the uh, great Laura Ingram. We were on the Ingram angle, and uh, I promised her a great shirt, and I showed up in that red shirt of mine. What a fraud. Stop it. I thought it was a good shirt. But it was a great hit, and if you didn't see it, we posted it on the Fox Across America Facebook page. I am scheduled, uh, as of now, to be on with the best hair in prime time, Jesse Waters. Tonight at 7 p.m. here on the East Coast. Uh, it's a, that's a good juxtaposition. He's got the best hair uh, in prime time. I'm wanted in nine states by the fashion police. It's an interesting aesthetic combination, to say the least, so maybe check that out if you're looking for some fail-a-vision. Uh, but right now, the discussion is about another man who was on TV yesterday, that being the sitting governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. The force is strong with this one. So DeSantis calls out Tim Cook yesterday, okay, kind of following... And echoing the sentiments of Elon Musk the previous day, saying, hey, what the hell do you guys have against free speech? And, of course, DeSantis took it a step further and talked about Apple and its monopolistic powers and its threats to ban Twitter from the actual app store. Now, I got to be honest with you. It's very like it's, it's like mafioso. You know, two days ago we had the White House being like, we're monitoring Twitter closely, which sounds an awful lot like, hey. Start seeing it our way. You know, it's a nice app you got here, Elon. I'd hate to see something bad happen to it. You know what I'm saying? That's not right. Okay, it's almost like they're asking for protection money, which in this case would be a little more left-wing censorship, which is what the White House had grown accustomed to when it came to Twitter. Okay, Apple pretty much doing the same thing. Now, you have to understand, okay, there's two layers to this. Okay, one is that, yes, Twitter censorship has always leaned overwhelmingly left. And worth noting that Twitter censorship has always been overwhelmingly wrong, okay? They censored the Hunter Biden laptop story. They said it was Russian disinformation. <laughs> they censored the COVID lab leak theory. They said that was a far-right conspiracy. <laughs> you know 
what else they censored? Well, you vaccinated people. They're getting COVID left and right. Twitter was like, no, nope, we're censoring it. You can't say that. <laughs> and they wound up walking back all three. Whenever they say misinformation, it's just anything the left doesn't agree with. That's true. That is true. Anything that's particularly damaging to their narrative. That is correct. Okay, but getting past what is an obvious political motivation is the American motivation of free speech. This is the First Amendment in the Constitution, the most important amendment. They put it first. Okay, this is the one we opened with. Okay, your right to say whatever the heck you want. That was the point of the First Amendment. This is what we fought the British for. This is what millions of our soldiers have fought defending around the world. It's something called freedom. Okay, we have a government right now threatening a company for ensuring and protecting your guaranteed right to free speech in the country that granted it to you. What the hell is the world coming to? Uh, not a not a good ending uh, if we continue on this path because you're seeing a lot of parallels between this country and China. When you control the speech, you control the people. And understand, Apple, for all of the virtue signaling about, oh, we're protecting people. Okay, Apple is helping China censor. It is helping China censor its anti-COVID protests right now in the country. Okay, China, of all the countries in the world Apple does business with, China, where they're trying to organize these protests, but they can't do it online because the government controls their internet and monitors all their communications. China is the only country in the world where Apple has limited its airdrop feature so people can't continue to communicate offline and organize the protests that's going on right now in their country. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. But that is Apple. Apple is helping China. Apple is a Chinese company. Okay, you tell me it was founded here. You tell me the headquarters are out in Silicon Valley. Tim Cook's from here. Woo! All right, great. But Apple is doing the bidding of the Chinese Communist Party at every turn, including in this instance, when they're trying to tamp down a peaceful protest to, for people who want to get their freedoms back, people who are being welded into their homes, people who can't go to school, people who can't go to work, people who can't go to a funeral, people who can't go on a date, people who can't do anything but shut up and do what the government says. Is that, by definition, freedom? The answer would be no. How about, oh, I don't know, democracy? The answer would be no. But what are we told every day? Well, you got to watch Twitter. It's a, it's a threat to democracy. Democracy is going to fall if you know we don't keep a tab on Twitter. Okay, so naturally... We'll harass Twitter, but we'll leave TikTok alone. You know the app, the app that's actually controlled by the Chinese Communist Party, the app that even sitting Democratic senators like Mark Warner said that you should not only delete, but throw out your phone into a lake when you get done doing it. Okay, understand the Democrats, the White House, the Apple Store. What do they all have in common? They're full of... There it is. So when DeSantis speaks out last night, starts taking the fight to Apple, you understand, okay, that he's sticking up for you, dude. He is sticking up for you. He is sticking up for me. We have Apple threatening, okay, an app, okay, threatening to take away, deplatform an app from its store so it ceases to exist because it doesn't like the fact that we have freedom of speech. Now, that is the antithesis of what this country was founded on. But that's exactly what we're in the middle of witnessing right now, okay? And I got to be honest with you. It's disgusting. 
It really is. And it's something that's happening at the expense of your freedoms here in this country. And it's something no Democrats are pushing back on because for all their talk about, you know, protecting democracy, protecting your rights, they're not in the market to do any of that. All they want to do is make sure that when something damaging happens to their narrative, they have big tech to make it go away. He's a lousy dad, but he's right. Okay, here is DeSantis talking to Tucker Carlson last night, clip three. If you look what's going on in China now, the CCP, uh, they have been imposing the zero COVID lockdown policies. They've been doing it on and off for three years. And you have people in China that are really engaged in a noble effort uh, to protest, which is basically Leninist rule. So what is Apple doing with that? They are limiting the airdrop function of the protesters. So they are serving basically as a vassal to the Chinese Communist Party. Then on the other hand, here in the United States, what are they doing? They are trying to get Elon Musk Twitter off the App Store potentially, which would be a huge blow for free speech. I mean, he's not wrong, man. You've got to get mad. Okay, they are fighting on behalf of the communists, the communists who are trying to deny their people a right to free expression, a right to peaceful protest. Apple, for all of their talk about, you know, uh, inclusion and tolerance and progressive ideals, Apple, okay, is siding with the communists. They're saying, oh, we got to help these communists shut these people up. What is Apple doing here at home? Siding with the communists. Well, we got to help the government shut these people up. And I want you to understand something, man. There is no one, literally no one, that you can name. You can call in. Phones are open all day. 888-788-9910. There is no one you can name, okay, that is a high-profile liberal that is banned from Twitter. There is no story you can name. Okay, that was a high profile damage to Republicans that was banned from Twitter. Doesn't happen. The censorship only goes one way. When you look at the political, you know, donations of the previous occupants of Twitter, over ninety eight point four percent of them went to Democrats. Okay, you know what the other one and a half percent went to one point six percent. Okay, not Republicans, but, you know, independent causes. Places that could go either way. Don't pee on my leg and tell me it's raining. But that's exactly what they did. They were just more Democratic donations in disguise. Twitter was 100% liberal, 100%. And they're not trying to protect you against hate speech, okay? They're not worried about any of that. If this was about violence, if this was about safety of the American people, we would be banning TikTok from everything in America. It's run by the Chinese Communist Party. It, we know that it's being used to steal your information, to steal your kids' information, to steal the personal information of anybody that happens to be running it. We know that its censorship guidelines completely, completely cater to the whims of the Chinese Communist Party. But are we doing anything whatsoever to call out TikTok? The answer would be no. But if we were going to take it a step further... I don't know. Facebook Live. Certainly Mark Zuckerberg played along when the FBI and the Biden administration told them to. It wasn't then the Biden administration. It was the Biden campaign. But in the run up to the 2020 election, they went to Mark Zuckerberg. He has admitted this and said, yeah, they told me there was a Hunter Biden story coming and that it was BS and we needed to get rid of it. So what did he do? He got rid of it. This is ridiculous. Okay, but understand, he didn't get rid of it to err on the side of caution. 
Mark Zuckerberg spent over $500 million on the 2020 election. They went to him and said, hey, we got to get rid of this story because they knew they could count on him to do it. Correct the mundo. Okay. And that's what they want out of Twitter. They want somebody that will play ball. Hey, the government wants this. Okay. Do what we say. But that's not freedom of speech. That's not a free market. That's not standing up for the rights we were founded on, the rights men and women have fought and died to grant you, okay? That's a scam, okay? Tucker called it out, too. Let me give you this clip because, to his credit, this is a really good point. Clip one. For years, most, even the most cynical observers, assumed that big tech companies like Apple censored speech. Yes, they do, but only in extraordinary circumstances. Oh, no. They do it all the time. In fact, Apple engages in large-scale secretive censorship. And always and everywhere, Apple helps the Chinese government. So preventing American citizens from saying what they believe or getting to the truth about something while bolstering the power of one of the most repressive governments in the world. I mean, really think about that, okay? You're propping up China, China, which uses slave labor to this day, China, which uses child labor to this day. Think about that, China the most brutal human rights regime on the planet, gets whatever it wants from Apple. But back here in America, where you just want to express your thoughts and dialogue with your friends, you're not supposed to. Because Apple, the same people who give the Chinese government whatever the hell they want, have absolutely no interest in protecting you or your rights. And I'm telling you, it's disgusting. Okay, here's one more. Ted Cruz was talking to Sean Hannity last night. It's clip four. Right now in China, you look at what's happening, it's extraordinary. You're, you're seeing millions of people risking their lives, taking to the street. Look, to go protest, it's one thing to protest in America where, where, where the downside is negligible. There, those people are literally risking being thrown in prison, being tortured, being murdered. But they're standing up for freedom. And this is a potential inflection point. And, and Joe Biden ought to stand up and unequivocally stand with the people of China and say they deserve to be free, but this White House won't do that. We're seeing in Iran, again, people heroically protesting in the street, protesting the repressive Ayatollah, who, again, tortures and murders his own people. And again, Joe Biden and the Democrats are terrified to speak out. Biden sucks. I mean, when you really digest that, Iran's soccer team yesterday played us in soccer. Okay, and it's the World Cup's going on, so a lot of us are pretending to care about soccer for the next two weeks. Don't worry, I'll have you back to football in no time. But I'm obviously happy the American team won. But you have to empathize with the Iranian team because in the previous game, they protested. They protested their national anthem in Iran. Okay, this is real oppression. This isn't the pretend oppression we have in this country. Okay, you protest the government in this country, you get a sneaker deal. You protest the government in that country, you get a firing squad. Okay, they don't have rights. And I'm not saying, okay, that, you know, Americans, well, we should be glad, you know. Obviously, I want you to have that perspective. I'm not saying Iran is the standard we should be comparing ourselves to. I'm not saying China is the standard we should be comparing ourselves to. I'm pointing out and highlighting the fact that if companies like Apple keep doing their bidding, places like Iran and China will be exactly where we live. You're absolutely right. The critics have spoken. 
You snotty little bastard. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Stay on top of the latest news and information from Fox News. Listen and download the Fox News Hourly Update on your time. The trending stories you need anytime you want it. Listen and download now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. I just want to make a comment about what we've been seeing going on in China. Uh, This zero COVID policy uh, is draconian. uh, It violates people's liberties and it is completely unscientific. And the people of China are right to be able to speak out and protest against what the Chinese Communist Party is doing. This CCP has a maniacal desire to exert total control over its population. Zero COVID is really just the pretext for them to do what they want to do anyways. And that is not a model uh, that can work over the long term. The people in China are finally speaking out uh, against it. And and I just think we need these draconian uh, COVID policies to go to the ash heap of history where they belong. Boom. You have failed me for the last time, Admiral. DeSantis not having it, and nobody should be. Um, I got to tell you, what's going on right now as it pertains to Elon Musk, it really is an attack on you and everybody who died fighting for this country. I'm not doing, I don't do that kind of show. We don't do an angry three hours a day where I try to give you something to get mad at and I want you to be all worked up and then I sell you a book about how we're going to solve the problem that's never going away. This is not a traditional (laughs) talk radio show by any stretch of the imagination. It is very much a force multiplier of positive energy. Believe me, I laugh most of the day. I get off a TV set and I just laugh like I can't believe they had me on. You know, or I go to the next set and I just laugh like, oh my God, I can't believe they had me on. But I also level with you guys. I talk to you with the honesty and the candor of someone who's never going to see you again. You know, I talk to you like you're in my taxi. I'm driving you off, dropping you off at an airport for an international flight. And we can share anything we want because we're never going to get back together. That's how I talk to you on the radio. I care. I'm new to this. I care. I want to have a positive impact on your life as I sit here and talk to you every day. And the truth is, though, I would be failing this relationship. I would be failing this radio friendship. If I didn't level with you about this, they're trying to take away your rights and they're not trying to take them away to protect you. Understand, no one is banning democratic speech. No one is proposing the banning of any speech. They're just saying, let everybody talk. Believe me, we know the difference between words and violence. You're never going to get punched in the head and go, man, thank God that wasn't a word. You understand? And again, if they really were concerned about violence, they would be banning Facebook Live where dozens of people have been killed. Because the dirtbags doing it streamed the killings. Okay, that went on. Okay, so far as I know, we've never had that on Twitter. Don't get me wrong. I've wanted to kill myself from reading some of your tweets, but we've never had the kind of violence we see on the other apps. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my (laughs) name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
networks across America presents Great Moments in Presidential History. Ask not what your country can do for you. Ask what you can do for your country. Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him in uh, foot, foot. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, that is not an edited clip. I wish these were edited clips. Every time we play one of these wacky Biden clips where he can't get the words out of his mouth and he has the whole little... Do you speak any English? Some days he does. But the point is it's a mess. Yesterday at the White House, it was not Joe Biden who made headlines. It was Karine Jean-Pierre. Uh, there's been a lot of uh, circulation on the old intraweb of this comment that was made by the current White House press secretary. If you remember, she was brought in the diversity hire who replaced outgoing Jen Psaki. Psaki sucks. Kaylee was so much better. Now, Lincoln likes the women of Outnumbered. I'll be on Outnumbered tomorrow, by the way. But yes, Lincoln is very protective. <laughs> he has hit that age where he's a little more protective of the ladies uh, <laughs> over there on Outnumbered. But stick with me for a second. Uh, Corrine Jean-Pierre made what really did sound like a threat against Elon Musk from the White House podium. The old, we're monitoring it. We're keeping an eye on it. We're watching you, Twitter. And I want you to hear this because it's significant to the conversation I'm about to have with you. Here is clip 17. The researcher at Stanford who says that this is a critical moment, really, in terms of um, ensuring that Twitter does not become a vector for misinformation. I mean, are you concerned about that? This is something that we're certainly uh, keeping an eye on. And uh, look, um, we, you know, we have always been very clear um, and that uh, when it comes to social media platforms, it is their responsibility uh, to make sure that um, when it comes to misinformation, when we when we comes to the hate that we're seeing, uh, that they they take action, that they continue uh, to take action. Why do you do things like that? You're like a crazy person. Really? Come on, man. You know why she sounds like a crazy person or at least a disingenuous person? Because this is a White House that's not saying a word about TikTok. And you're going to hear a lot about TikTok in the coming days as we have this debate over social media and protecting the American people. Because TikTok is run by the Chinese government. The Chinese government that's flooding your border with fentanyl, which has become the leading cause of death in this country for adults between the ages of 18 and 45. The Chinese government, which has stolen millions of our jobs, trillions of dollars in intellectual copyright. The Chinese government that gave us COVID. The Chinese government that lied to America and the rest of the world with the help of the World Health Organization in telling us for a month and a half that COVID couldn't spread from person to person. That's what we were told. You're not telling me the truth. Of course not. But again, we're not talking about censoring TikTok, which is run by China. But in the next breath, we're getting out there and saying, well, we got to look out for the American people. So we got to watch this Elon Musk guy. Okay, and why do we have to watch this Elon Musk guy? It's very predictable. You can sing along at home because he hasn't vowed to take away your rights. It took an immigrant, a guy from Africa, okay, South Africa. He's technically our first African-American social media owner. If you wanted to get into it and you really wanted to troll people, which we're not in the business of doing. But the point being is there's a bloodlust to wipe out Twitter right now, which poses no threat to anybody. OK, free speech. It's what the country was founded on. OK, so you're telling me America and the American way of life is what we need to protect 
Americans against? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. But when you hear people say, oh, you know, the left hates America. They want to destroy it. I don't really put that on the majority of people. I don't believe that. I'm not one of those guys who gets on the air and says they're trying to destroy it from within. I don't think they're trying to do that. But I think they're inadvertently destroying it anyway because these are stupid people. These are stupid people. Some of them, yes, want to take away your freedoms because they want to control you. They want to control your vote. They want to control, you know, the power. They want to consolidate that power in Washington. But every single person in Washington, if they were, in fact, loyal to this country, if they were, in fact, the staunch defenders of freedom we elect them to be, there'd be a lot more sound bites to play for you right now than just Ron DeSantis. Okay, there's a Kevin McCarthy one floating around where he kind of gave like a tepid, hey, you can't do this, Apple. Okay, but it should be every single lawmaker in Washington. This should be the only thing that matters. It's the First Amendment. Okay, they're trying to take away the First Amendment, and they're saying so in the name of protection while they're not saying a word about TikTok, which is an actual national security threat. Here's Representative Mike Gallagher. He was on with Laura Ingram, the show I was on last night. If you missed it, it's on the Fox Cross America Facebook page. But right now is no time for me and Laura because here's Mike and Laura, clip 13. Well, it's digital fentanyl in the sense that it's highly addictive. Uh, it's also, therefore, deadly. For all the reasons you laid out in your uh, monologue, uh, our, our youth are at risk of increased isolation, suicide, depression, anxiety. Those numbers are through the roof. And finally, uh, like fentanyl, the precursors date back to China, right? Uh, TikTok is owned by ByteDance. ByteDance is effectively controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. That means not only can they track your location, collect your keystrokes, but they could also censor your news. And increasingly, people use TikTok as a news source. I got a bad feeling about this. Think about that. TikTok has become a news source for the younger generation. TikTok is a news source that's controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Do you think there's any world where the Chinese Communist Party is showing the younger generation things in those news apps that run counter, that run counter to what they want them to believe? I think we all know the answer. And anybody who says otherwise, are you stupid or something? You'd have to be an idiot. Okay, but there's no push out there. No one wants to get rid of TikTok, except I'll give somebody credit who went ahead and did it. Christy Noam, you've heard her on the show before. She's the governor of South Dakota. If you're listening on the flag, I'll be out in Fargo visiting with you guys March 31st, April 1st. Uh, you know, throw a couple of gallons in the gas tank, drive down to South Dakota, give Kirsty Noam a high five. Because to her credit, she is saying that state agencies in South Dakota will no longer be allowed to use this social media platform. Understand. You need to understand. This is important stuff, man. TikTok. TikTok. It's run by the Chinese Communist Party. It is an intelligence gathering effort by them. They TikTok used to be an app called Musically. It was very popular with kids because you'd get on and you'd lip sync or you'd play a little song. You'd upvote the person's singing performance, their little dancing performance. It expanded to include all kinds of lip syncing. And here's my dog riding a skateboard. You know, TikTok became very popular for short videos that are addicting to little kids. They're also addicting to, you know, older kids. My wife is my wife loves TikTok. I don't begrudge her that, but she's on TikTok 24 hours a day. Not 24 hours, but Jenny watches a lot of TikTok. A lot of women do because they got cute, silly stuff on there. Oh, look, there's a cat with its tail on a ceiling fan swinging around the room. Great. You know, oh, look at what this dog's doing. Great. It's good stuff, the actual content. But do you understand the content, okay, 
comes with an intent. It is a Trojan horse. The Chinese government created this app, infiltrated the private phones of hundreds of millions of Americans, not to mention billions of people around the world. And in doing so, every single one of these apps you sign up for, you scroll to the bottom and you click, I agree. It's no different than I've said this all the time. It's like the Biden administration. I always say this presidency is an iTunes user agreement. They just put an executive order in front of them and they're like, scroll to the bottom and click, I agree. And he's like, hold on, let me read it. They're like, do you want your pudding cup, old man? Scroll down there and click, I agree. Right now. You get you get to the bottom of no pudding cup for you. And Biden just, you know, uh, well. You know, the rapidly rising uh, um, uh, in with, uh, with uh, I don't know. Uh, but understand, okay, that's what these apps are. You scroll to the bottom, you click, I agree. And in the process of hundreds of millions of Americans and their children scrolling to the bottom and clicking, I agree, they gave this gathering app, this Intel gathering app, this company, ByteDance, which is run by the Chinese Communist Party, the right to every single piece of personal information on your phone, your name, your age, your preferences, things about your health history, things about your banking history. Anything you do on that phone is now the property of the Chinese Communist Party party that's happening right now on tiktok every you have tiktok on your phone everything you're doing on your phone is being fed to the chinese communist party so y'all need to hide your kids hide your wife and hide your husband because they're raping everybody out here it's insanity okay and understand this okay because this is a thing back in oh, if you remember it was august of 2020 trump signed an executive order that would ban tiktok and of course wechat which is a chinese chat app but what did Biden do the minute he got into office? What did Joe Biden do? Joe Biden signed an executive order and repealed it. That's stupid. Use your common sense. You know, Joe Biden, whose son got a billion dollars to manage from a company connected to the Chinese Communist Party. You know, Joe Biden, who still won't condemn China for locking its people, 25 million of them, welding them inside their apartment buildings in you know, to placate this zero COVID policy from the Chinese government. You know, Joe Biden, who won't condemn China for slave labor. He's always yelling at you about, you know, voter ID is Jim Crow on steroids. You'd think he'd have a word to say about actual slave labor. Are we getting anything out of Joe Biden on that? The answer would be no. And again, I'm not telling you the guy is compromised, but man, does he govern like he is. Okay, there is no world where we should be getting pushed around by anybody, with the United States or America, with a team nobody wants to play. People think they want to play it. You know, and the yellow bus pulls up, and you hear all the cleats get off and hit the pavement and sink. You see those nicely pressed uniforms, and all the parents and the visiting bleachers go, oh, we got a big problem today. Our kids are about to get roughed up. That's America. That's who we are. We're the team nobody wants to play. But do you understand we're being horrifically mismanaged and teams are playing us every day of the week? We're getting rolled by China right now. It's embarrassing. They steal our jobs, steal our copyrights, steal our personal information, censor our speech, filter our news sources, and we ain't getting a word out of it. Not a word. Not a word out of the White House. It really is embarrassing. It really is. Okay? And you copy that with the fact that everybody in the media, the vast, 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 vast majority of the media— is just, you know, attaboy. Yeah, we got to go get Elon. What do you mean free speech? What do you mean America? Come on, man. 
We got to stop this American free speech thing. And then when you're done, follow me on TikTok. This is essentially the attitude here. And I hate to do this to you, but I got to, this, this conversation made its way over to the view. I got to play you a clip from the view. No, God, no, God, please. No, no, no. Got to do it, man. It's part of the gig. I always say Fox across America is our family meeting. And I'm the radio deadbeat dad that kind of leads us through the conversation at the little dinner table. Uh, well, this happened yesterday. Alyssa Milano, part of the celebrity virtue signaling of I'm mad at Elon Musk. If you remember, Alyssa Milano posted over the weekend that she had it with, tw- with Elon Musk. Okay. She had sold her Tesla because, according to her, Elon Musk was going to be friendly towards Nazis. That was the claim that Alyssa Milano made, okay? You can't just make up lies about people. Well, she made up the lie, okay? And then what did she do? To show the world what a great person she was, to show the world how anti-Nazi she was, she posted, I'm done with Elon Musk for being friends with Nazis. I've sold my Tesla, and I've replaced it with a Volkswagen. Why was that significant? Because unbeknownst to Alyssa Milano, but beknownst to 99.9% of the people out there, Volkswagen, for whatever they do now, I'm sure it's a fine product. But at the time, it was founded as an arm of the Nazis. Oh, (laughs) my mistake. Okay, that's what Volkswagen was. But these are the kind of people who have voices in this conversation. This is the limited level of intellect. People like Alyssa Milano, who are weapons-grade stupid, who got caught up in this debate over who stays and goes on Twitter. Here's the view telling her, okay, you got to walk away from Twitter Twitter, until we can get the control back. Here's Whoopi Goldberg, clip 15. We can't cede that territory. Mm. It's like a turf war now. Ah, That's how I look at it. And we can't, I can't. Not that, that one you don't. There's other ones you can come and grab, leave that to them, because that's what that is meant to be now. It's not meant to be any better but if we're not we're representing seeing. our yeah. side of of the the political discourse, aren't we aren't we just saying, you know what, you can have Twitter. Well, over. I'll tell you, some some things you have to walk away from until you can, can get the control you need of it. Right. right now, there's no way to get this control. Yeah. And so find the ones that you can get and fix and then come back and run that over. I'm surrounded by idiots. I mean, really think about that. What are they openly admitting? Oh, we've got to control the app. What's the point of being on the app if we can't control it? Yo, again, this app is not vowing to ban the speech of Democrats, platforms, any Democrat that wants to be on there. All it's saying is everyone has an equal voice. But, of course, that doesn't make sense on The View because they're not interested in equality, despite all of the applause breaks and the screaming and, oh, girl, we all in this together. The View is awful. The View sucks. It really is just an embarrassment.
Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon heading south. Going to chat with Ezra down in Atlanta, Georgia. Yo, Ezra. Yes, sir. I saw you the other day on uh, TV in your cowboy shirt. You look great. So a couple quick comments. I want to offer everybody listening a free book, if I may. Mm -hmm. I don't make any money. It's written by the Chinese and published in 1997. You can see it on the Internet for free. It's a PDF. It's called Unrestricted Warfare. It depicts, written by the Chinese in 97, translated by the CIA in 99, it depicts 24 ways the Chinese are committing war against us. And intellectual property theft, um, economic, psychological warfare, drug warfare, biochemical warfare, any of these things sound familiar? So the whole plan is laid out, and no one in our government has read it. And then the last comment I'll make, because I'm going to go see her, meet Herschel Walker tomorrow night in okay. Georgia. He's going to be in Roswell and <laughs> his tour bus looking for votes, and I'll be voting for him again. There so go. we got to win this seat. So where is everybody, oh. DeSantis, Trump? Pence, why aren't they in Georgia? Because if we lose this seat, we're in trouble for good. Good point. Years at least. One thing, Ezra, if you run into Herschel, uh, tell him tell him you have a dinner roll. You're giving him back the dinner roll he thinks I stole from him. <laughs> when okay. we were in Pittsburgh, <laughs> you had to clear it. my good name up because if the guy doesn't win, he's going to have free time to come kick my ass. Good call, brother. We'll do it again soon. I'm going to lose you to a hard break. The great Ezra, there he goes. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. We're getting ready for a big one in this hour. We've got Florida Representative Kat Kamek from the 3rd Congressional District of Florida, the free state of Florida, where they do still have uh, this thing the country was founded on, actually. It was called Freedom! We're going to stand up for it a little more in this hour at 888-788-788. 9910. It is an audio safe space for cool people where nobody cares what you believe. Nobody cares who you vote for. Uh, nobody cares which politician you support. Well, some of the listeners do, actually. Some of the, some of the listeners are a little protective of the Trump man, and that's fine. You like Donald Trump. I'm not bagging on the guy. You know him, know the family. They're all doing fine things. Uh, but the point being, is whether you're a Republican, you're a Democrat, you're a Libertarian, you're anything in between. You're so welcome to call in and be a part of the show. The only thing we ever ask is that you don't be a <laughs> That is all, okay? We've got no shortage of those in the <laughs> in the 202 area code right now, uh, down at Pennsylvania Avenue or maybe over at the Capitol building. We have people in Washington that don't know what they're doing. They just don't, man. And I got to tell you, this rail situation, okay, Congress is trying to broker a deal between the prospective railway unions. There's 12 of them in total. They all have to agree. It's kind of like a jury. Remember the movie, like, 12 Angry Men? Well, it's a, obviously the remake would be called 12 Angry Them. 12 Angry They, whatever you want to call it. But you need unanimous consent amongst all the unions. Right now there is still a holdout. Uh, because of the debate over paid sick leave, something you'd like to see the guys get. 
uh, if at all possible. The guys, the gals, the guys, whoever happens to be suiting up for the railways in this country. Uh, But it's worth noting that we're only in this position because the guy in the Oval Office, you know, Union Joe, Scranton Joe, I drive on the Amtrak all the time. Remember that story? Biden said, I was driving on the I was driving on the Amtrak as vice president. My buddy Ange came up to me and he was like, yeah, Joey, Joey, baby. You've heard this story, right? He said, you know, you went more miles on the Amtrak than you have on Air Force One. That's a thing. And he tells the story. He's told it six times. I've had to comment on this on TV. And this is only significant. Why? Because the guy Ange he's talking about died seven years before he became vice president. We have a president that is clearly not all there. It's a mess. Okay, but anyway, Biden, back in September, took a victory lap at the White House at a ceremony in the Rose Garden with several union leaders from the railways saying, well, we averted a crisis, we've got a deal made, and there's nothing to worry about now with the rails. Here we are three months later, and it looks like we're on the verge of a strike. Now, hopefully we don't get there, and I'm certainly not rooting for that. I don't, uh, I don't, I don't ever get on the air and root for the people in charge of the country to fail because as they go, we go. And I don't want them to fail just so we can say, I told you so. I, it's no good to me. It doesn't help me. Okay, I'm not happy that inflation is still high because I know what it's like to be really poor. So the idea that things are at a 40-year high drives me crazy because I can only imagine what people are going through out there. Okay, I don't like the, well, oh, good, I got the inflation thing. I can take the fight the Democrats now. It doesn't help me. Okay, I want gas prices to come down. They're still $1.40 higher than when Biden took office. And where they have lowered, they were lowered artificially because they cut into our strategic oil reserves, which, to be clear, are not meant to treat bad poll numbers. They're there in case of a war or an act of God, of Mother Nature or birthing person nature, whatever the heck you want to call her these days. Okay, but the president... Making the rounds. Here he was yesterday saying we're going to avoid a rail strike. It's clip 18. Congress, I think, has to act to prevent it. It's not an easy call, but I think we have to do it. The economy's at risk. Mr. Biden, are you confident you can avoid a rail strike? Confident. He's confident. He says he's confident he can just, he can, confident we can avoid it. You gotta do better than that. Need more than confidence, need a deal. But he has actually passed the buck. He handed this off to Congress. And uh, the president is no longer involved in the frontline negotiations. It is now Chuck Schumer. Good old Chuck Schumer, the senator from New York. Chuck Schumer is a clown. Well, he sat down with Mitch McConnell, and they're trying to get some legislation done. Here is Schumer talking about it, clip 19. Leader McConnell and I agreed we try to get it done ASAP. And while the actual deadline um, of the railroads being shut down is the 8th, Our real deadline is sooner than that because, as the speaker mentioned, many of the people who, many of the suppliers, if they believe there may well be a shutdown, will then um, not send their goods. So, So the real deadline is sooner. This could be a problem. Think about that. If they think there's a strike coming, people don't send their goods anyway. So even if you wind up avoiding the strike, shutdown, The goods aren't on trains to begin with. So you're still going to see some type of a delay. You're still going to see a massive disruption in the supply chain. Something you remember we've already had issues with because your transportation czar, Pete Buttigieg, over the summer when we had the big log jam at the ports, 
he was on paternity leave. Him and his husband had adopted twins. And he was on Instagram posting photos of himself pretend breastfeeding. Pete Booty Judge is pathetic. I mean, think about it. It's so embarrassing. I'm getting laughed at by the rest of the world. I'm happy. The gay couple got married and seems to have found happiness. And, you know, maybe these kids grow up in a loving environment. I think all of that is great. But we don't need the pretend breastfeeding photos. Come on, man. That's not running a country. That's running a circus. <laughs> but anyway, all of this is significant because Biden yesterday... You know, he gave this big speech. He did his big event. He was out in Bay City, Michigan. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And here is uh, clip one. This is Biden trying to take a victory lap on gas prices. Clip 21. And we're addressing the climate crisis as well. The climate plan we just passed is going to reduce emissions by 1 billion metric tons by 2030. And because of our, po our policies, gas prices are coming down. I mean, come on, man. Are gas prices actually coming down? The answer would be no. They're lower than they were where Putin invaded Ukraine. But here's a newsflash. They had gone up for 14 straight months before he did invade Ukraine. And you're still paying on average $1.40 more a gallon than when the guy took office. So when he says, oh, you know, we're saving you money at the pump. It's nothing more than white noise coming from the White House. But this is where traditional politicians are just so damaging and, you know, simultaneously infuriating if you're bargaining with this government in good faith. They don't care about you. They're not interested in you or your well-being. They're interested in your perception of them. I admire your honesty. That's what they care about. They don't, you know, listen, you're paying a dollar forty more at the pump. If the guy cares about you, he's saying, I'm sorry. He's not singing for he's a jolly good fellow to himself. Oh, the gas prices are going down. If he cares about you, you address the problem. But the only thing he's addressing is a problem you may have with him. Hey, this guy got into office. Now we've got high gas prices. Now we've got bad inflation. Now the border's overrun. Now the supply chain's screwed up. Everything sucks in Mr. Biden's neighborhood. But here is Biden again saying yesterday, it's a funny clip. It's making the rounds on the Internet. Who even knew there was a supply chain 10 years ago? Uh, here's clip 22. 10 years ago, how many knew what the hell a supply chain was? No, I'm serious. <laughs> you don't have a clue. How many people knew what a supply chain was 10 years ago? Um, everybody? It's the supply chain. What do you mean? It's not a made-up word. It's not the first time we ever heard it. This is like when Joy Reid said... If you remember two months, a month and a half ago before the election, when Joy Reid flat out said, you know, Americans are only concerned about inflation because Republicans taught them that word. That is balderdash and hogwash and mm -hmm. Wait, what? It's, it's because the word? It's not the vocabulary that bothers Americans when it comes to inflation. It's the lack of money in their bank account. When you're right, you're right. And you're right. I mean, really think about that. Joy Reid. Oh, Americans, you only care about inflation because they just, you know, they've... Joy Reid is a race-baiting loser. I can't imagine being that stupid or at least that, you know, shameless that I'd be willing to go on TV and say that because they're demonstrating a real indifference to, like, you and your quality of life. When they're telling you, ah, supply chain screwed up. Ten years ago, nobody even knew what a supply chain was. Okay, let's suppose that's true, which is not true. Let's suppose that's true. Does that help anybody with the problems they're dealing with in regards to the supply chain? The answer would be no. No, it's the same thing with, like, the gas price. Oh, they're concerned about gas prices because Republicans are talking about them.
Okay, does that help anybody pay for gas? The answer would be no. This is what we're dealing with here. This is where traditional politicians are so infuriating. This is where an outsider has value. This is where a lot of people voted for Trump because they knew he wasn't a choir boy. Evangelicals didn't think he was evangelical. I've been married three times. They just thought he would protect he would protect life. And lo and behold, the evangelicals got a, you know, in terms in terms of a return on their investment, they drafted a quarterback that won them five Super Bowls. If you're an evangelical voter, Donald Trump nominating judges to the bench that repealed Roe versus Wade, there is no higher return on an investment than the evangelicals got out of Donald Trump. Oh, you're right. And when you're right, you're right. And you, you're always right. Okay, no higher investment. So in that regard, understand, people voted not so much because they wanted a certain decorum, but they wanted a certain outcome. Some people, like evangelicals, wanted a a president who would protect life. Nominating Mike Pence as his vice president is what bridged that divide between Trump's behavior and the values of the evangelical community. Pence was willing to vouch for Trump and say, hey, this guy's going to be pro-life. No, this guy's going to nominate and appoint conservative justices to the bench. And who knows? I know it's pie in the sky, but maybe someday down the road they might even repeal Roe versus Wade. And believe me, no one thought that was a thing. That was not a discussion we were having in this country six months ago. Not a discussion we were having, you know, a year ago. We No one thought this was coming off the books any time in the next 25 years. So the deliverable there... Deed is done. Signed for the package. The guy came through. But when it comes to other Americans who supported Donald Trump, they liked the disruptor aspect. They liked the fact that he was Rodney Dangerfield from Caddyshack and that he was going into the elite country club and he was reading people their truth. He was looking around the room and he wasn't holding back when he saw traditional D.C. politicians. There's a slob. There's a real slob. And just right at him. You know, hey, Jerry Nadler. Hey, look, it's Jerry Nadler. There's a slob. <laughs> There's a real slob. Oh, look, it's Adam Schiff. This guy will say anything. You know what I mean? It's so funny. But that's what he was doing. That's what was going on. OK, and that's that's where Trump had a lot of value. And that's where having a Trump as a president has really made life harder for traditional politicians like Biden, who have gone back to the say one thing and do another business model that's been standard in Washington for as long as we've been alive. The one thing about Donald Trump that no one seems to recognize is Donald Trump is only possible because establishment politicians in both parties had failed this country for so long that there was finally enough of an appetite for an outsider. He would not have been possible. Okay, through his own words and deeds, he's possible because of their words and deeds. They screwed up enough that we're like, you know what? We're sending in a disruptor. And that's what they did. And I think the go forward now, whether it's Trump in 2024, it's DeSantis, it's anybody else out there, is they need somebody that's a disruptor, somebody that's a little more concerned with the well-being of Americans than they are with the well-being of the poll numbers. Okay, when you hear Biden saying, oh, nobody even knew a supply chain. What does that have to do with your problems? That's insane to me. You know, gas is coming down. No, it's not helping you pay for gas. Okay, we don't want consolations. America is supposed to be the shining city on the hill. It's not supposed to be the, you should see the other guy. Yeah, I know it sucks here, but you should see the other guy. Okay, I got to be honest with you because I care. I'm new to this gig, not even three years into it. It's a big deal to me. And when I meet you guys, 
Like, I meet you guys. You don't get, like, a photo. And then the flash goes off, and I'm like, get these people the hell away from me. That's not how it works. You're my friends. You're not my fans. You're my friends. You go to these meet and greets. We hang out, okay, all the time. We hang out all night. We hang out too much. <laughs> you, guys, you guys are buying me way too many spare ribs and way too many beers. You know, you, you are. Fat, drunk, and stupid is no way to go through life. So. I disagree every time I hear that clip. It has been a glorious way to go through life. But the point is, for real, if you were going, if we were going to say we're in Oklahoma City next week, okay, it's Friday, what is it, December 9th, Friday, December 9th, Saturday, December 10th, where are we? We're at the Bricktown Comedy Club. Say you were there, right? You went to BricktownComedy.com, you brought tickets, okay? You come, you hung out. You watched the show. You had a few laughs. We hang out all night. We talk afterwards because I care. Okay, it's the same thing in Fort Wayne the following week. Where are we? It's the 16th and the 17th, Summit City Comedy Club. Fort Wayne, Indiana, SummitCityComedy.com. Hey, girl, come hang out. You'll meet Jenny Fela, and we'll hang out with you all night because you're our friends. You're not our fans. You are our friends. So I level with you in these situations because I consider you my equal. I don't consider you the little people, although, in you know, physically you are the little people concerned, you know, compared to me because I've gotten a little carried away with the fork and knife. You're killing yourself the way you eat. You're a fat f- Look at you. But here's the bottom line as I'm leveling with you. Okay, all of these consolation prizes. They do this with murder. Well, it's not as bad as it was in the bad old days. Oh, great. That's no consolation if I'm getting shot or stabbed on the subway right now. Okay, the murder rate in this country is at a 35-year high. The Democratic response is, well, it could be worse. could be the 90s and the 80s. Yeah, that's not how this is supposed to work, whether we're talking about the supply chain, the gas crisis, the homicide crisis. It's not supposed to be, your, you know, you should see the other guy. Okay, because here's a news flash for the Democrats. You know, the more you're in office, the better the other guy's starting to look. And I'm out here in the real world, and I know what's right or wrong or bullshit. A show so good, it's frightening. I got scared. I dropped my hot pocket. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Kat Kamek's coming up from the great state of Florida. Jason Chaffetz is going to be here from the great state of Utah. He's now a Fox News contributor. He's a former Utah Probably knows all those maniacs that help syndicate this show out at KOAL, out in Utah. Good times out there. I do like it out there quite a bit. You know where I don't like it? I don't like it anywhere. <laughs> Literally anywhere, anywhere, uh, people will get on a television, anywhere they'll get on a television and support the current energy process in this White House because it's really screwing us up. And I bring this up because there's another quote from Christy Noem. She's, uh, listen, she's in the lead in my rankings right now. You know, you have like the football rankings, which teams rank number one in the country. Right now I'm pretty high on Christy Noem because she banned TikTok for state agencies, which is a big win for anybody paying attention to TikTok. And she called out the Biden energy policy, which you know what she deserves credit for doing because it's directly impacting our farmers. Yo, the farmers. The people that are producing the food and the crops in this country, the ones that get food to your table, okay? We're not supposed to be screwing them over. And I say this as someone who needs to lose weight. I don't need to lose this amount of weight. Here it is, clip 27. We see him doing more to do bad deals and incentivize Venezuelan oil rather than American clean energy. Uh, So he's doubling down on very bad policies that are impacting families here incredibly 
uh, every single day. So in South Dakota, we grow a lot of the world's food. Uh, we just do. We feed people. And when you drive up fuel costs, um, like they have in diesel and gas, uh, that is impacting farmers, farmers and how they take care of their families, but how they get your food to the processors that put it on the grocery store shelves. And a lot of that is just passed on. It's a true story. Okay, that's what's going on right now. You get if they, they take the fight to the farmers, it winds up coming right back to you. Okay, that's what's going on right now. Well, we have the you know the guy the environment. We got a green energy. We're gonna you know don't worry about it. Climate change. Well, we'll ban drilling the fossil fuels. Thanks, big government weenuses. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Cypress Hill. Insane in the brain. You know, they view us as like a conservative show, but they're clearly giving a shout-out to anybody who votes Democrat uh, with that song. Uh, But right now, joining us on the program, something you all know and love from the 3rd Congressional District, the great state of Florida, Representative Kat Kamek back on the show. Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey, uh, this is the first time we spoke since your uh, re-election triumph. Uh, did, you guys have yeah. like a, did you guys have a little shindig? I know you like to make the dance videos on the Internet. Did, did I miss anything? Did you stomp the yard or anything? Oh, my gosh. Actually, I can step. I will put that out there. Your girl can step. However, I did enter the stage to pyrotechnics. And Guns N' Roses blaring, just putting that out there. <laughs> Wait, now, hold on a second. What, no, we, we need you always more specifics. Was there a specific Guns N' Roses song, or were you just playing any GNR you got your hands on? Oh, no, it's got to be Welcome to the Jungle. Come on. <laughs> if there was, I, I mean, it was that, or it was Enter Sandman, right. you know, like let me going just, to Metallica Town. Let me cut you off, and you, you know I would never do from a place of disrespect because you're my favorite. But I, I, and I know you'll answer this question honestly, okay, because you are in Congress. But Ooh, how that's, close? That's giving me a lot of credit there. But how close? How close was the divide, based on what I know about you and all of the theatrics, between Congress and professional wrestling? Like, what was the debate? What swung it towards Congress? <laughs> um, you know, I think it was the footwear. You know, I'm I'm just a sucker for ugly shoes. So. <laughs> Kat Kamek is here. She is not defending her title. She is just here as a congressperson uh, having That's a correct. grown-up talk. I do, I do have a wrestling belt uh, in my office, though. So, of course uh, you do. One day you're going to have to do a show from Capitol Hill. It'll be wild. Yo, we'll so, make sure that, that we televise it to you. So let's talk about this. Fox is this D.C. bureau, right? It's really, it's yeah. pretty swanky, by the way. I've done my show down there because I was there like last year for like the White House Correspondence Dinner. And uh, I'm sure I'm going to be down there again for it this year. Maybe we should do it like open house style. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and yes. You should even co-host it because I've had Byron Donalds, BD, co-hosted the show once while we were at CPAC. Yup. And Jim Jordan co-hosted the show, too. So, I mean, I thought I was your favorite. No, no, but they just did like an hour, a half hour. I'm saying you could co-host the show. I would hang out with you. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? That'd be a lot of fun. I think we should. And we'll ask the very, very difficult questions, you know, like um, what is the alter ego ego of each member of Congress and what is their spirit animal? I think people would learn more about members of Congress in those two questions than an entire year of interviews. Dude, this is is turning into some weirdo eyes wide shut party, Kamek. Come on, man. (laughs) 
Come on. Get Does it this together. mean that you're Nicole Kidman or are you Tom Cruise? <laughs> well, I was Nicole last time, so you be Nicole. I'll be Tom. Okay. I'll be Tom this time. Um, now rumors get started, Jimmy. That's <laughs> too funny. Uh, Cat Kamek, let's have a grown-up talk about this. A couple things I want to rip through really quick. First of all, why is there a war on free speech? I don't understand this. Like the First Amendment in this country, it's number one. It's the opener. You know, it is Welcome to the Jungle. In terms of the Constitution, the First Amendment is Welcome to the Jungle. It's the opening song on the album. Why is the government <laughs> trying to ban its own Welcome to the Jungle? Uh, because people want compliance, not freedom. Give me a break. Crazy. That's the whole thing, you know? I mean, I, when comedians have lost the ability to tell a joke for fear that someone gets offended, when when you can't even say Merry Christmas anymore without someone's head spontaneously exploding, you know it's a sad state of affairs. So <sighs> I, I'm of the mindset that we should all be equal opportunity offenders in this regard because the First Amendment, it is – it is carte blanche. We should be able to get out there and say what's on our mind because that's what a free constitutional republic is all about. And until you infringe on someone else's liberties and freedoms, you should be able to say whatever the heck is on your mind and not be vilified for it. Hey, girl, uh, Kat Kamek making darn good points. This is how you get reelected overwhelmingly and get to come out to Guns N' Roses in the 3rd Congressional District of Florida. You say <laughs> bright things like this because the truth is I think the average person sees the ridiculousness of, oh, we've got to police this Elon Musk fella. Maybe we throw him out of the Apple store while simultaneously <laughs> having nothing to say about TikTok, which, again, is Kind of the Chinese Communist Party just harvesting all of our information through cat videos and lip sync contests, is it not? <laughs> well, you're 100% right, not to mention that all the subsidiaries of ByteDance and, and all the CCP companies that are involved in the telecommunication space, they're not just after your data. They're looking to see all your patterns, where you go, the geolocations, what you're in proximity to. It's actually a legitimate national security concern, but then the snowflakes out there that are the ones that are you know, carrying the banner of cancel culture, they're the ones that want to get out there and say, oh, my God, Elon Musk bad, but the Chinese Communist Party, they're good, despite the fact that they're engaging in a mass genocide and you know, the protests that everyone's seeing where they're locking people down by welding their doors shut. I don't know what planet we seem to be on, but it's completely upside down, to your point, Jimmy. It's bananas, man. Uh, and, you know, like I get it. You get it. I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of people in the country do get it. But it's a weird it's a weird time to be because people are, uh, you know, like openly they're openly yeah. going to war against your own freedoms in this country. And I we get why. I mean, the truth is, like when it comes to the White House weighing in, they were like, hey, we're watching you, Elon Musk, which sounds a lot like a threat. It's like someone coming into your business and saying, <laughs> you know, I'd hate to see these windows get broken. You know, you better behave. <laughs> Uh, it's very shakedowny, and I don't like it. I know you don't like it either, but it's fascinating that, you know, it is like a guy like Elon Musk, for whatever people think of the guy, uh, he's doing more to protect freedom of speech than anybody else around right now. I mean, I, I think you'd oh, have yeah. to, yeah, agree with that, right? Yeah, I mean, he's put his money where his mouth is, and my gosh, I mean, when the White House is tracking and keeping an eye, quote-unquote, on on Twitter, I wish they could do the same for the southwest border. I mean, damn, you can only avoid it for so long. <laughs> That's funny. We're keeping an eye on Twitter. The border, it's whatever. It's all good in the hood. You know, this, this guy wants to build a couple electric cars and let people tell jokes. Uh, we'll watch that. But if you want to cartel a ton of fentanyl into the country, we're good here. Isn't it crazy? Because, I, you know, you've been on this. You've been on this beat. I want to give you credit for this, okay? There's an effort within the Republican Party to impeach Mayorkas. Maybe that gains ground and they get rid of him. At the very least, we investigate him. Isn't mm -hmm. it fascinating that, you know, you 
you grew up at a time when, if you were young, uh, they, they've kind of turned America into the college bar that doesn't check ID, haven't they? And, and once the word gets out that they're not checking ID, everybody who shouldn't be in a bar shows up to the bar. Well, hell, Jimmy, I'm still the youngest Republican woman in Congress. I still get ID at the bar. Wow. Do you, though? So it's amazing that they still check my ID, not just at the bar, but when I try to get on an airplane. But you want to come in this country? Absolutely not. You can be whoever you want to be. It's a total carte blanche. You name it, you can be Jennifer Aniston and come across the border. (laughs) And they got to take you at your word. You're now allowed to tell them you identify as a U.S. citizen. (laughs) <laughs> like you can't deny me my identity uh, like all right fine come on down you got get me off this planet this is crazy <laughs> oh my goodness we're talking to cat kamik uh the youngest mem- female member of congress but we very much sound like old people yelling get off my lawn we're fed up we're fed up with what's going on here we're not happy hey, hey i'm not one of those lawn people i i do this from the porch jimmy i like to yell from the porch cat <laughs> kamik get off my gutter <laughs> drunk <laughs> Uh, give give me this, because Kat Kamek is on the phone. It's a big deal. People are excited about it. Uh, th- this railroad strike, it's another fascinating mm. conundrum we find ourselves in. Now, I was originally yeah. told this was solved. Back in September, there was a there was a Rose Garden ceremony where Biden oh, had some union leaves. Go ahead. Jimmy, the, the White House lied. They didn't fix it. <laughs> Good for you. Heart still. Good for you. <laughs> no, I know. But I was told it was fixed. Now, it's clearly not fixed. Are we any closer? Right. Do you know anything? Is there an update you can give me? Yes. I, well, as I speak to you right now, I am sitting off the House floor, um, just finished two rounds of voting on that very rail strike. And as, as was expected, I mean, it was pretty split because you got to think about the, the basic tenet of what message we're sending here as, as members of Congress. The, the, the unions couldn't get it together. They couldn't agree on a deal. And so now Congress is being used as a backstop. To basically put their stamp, put their thumb on the scale and say, yes, we approve this deal. And the question that I have is, are we at that point rewarding bad behavior, basically telling all these union bosses that are these ultra progressives that want to unionize every industry and every aspect of American commerce and life as we know it? Are we now telling them that, hey, if you can't get your stuff together, you come to the White House, you come to Congress, we'll give you a sweet deal, and then we're going to force it down your throat, right? Yeah. When does it stop? When, when are, are we going to be voting on a Starbucks union fight next? <laughs> you know, like th- th- there has to be limits here, and so I think it sends a pretty poor message when we're telling the American people that we're going to go in and we're going to resolve these these union negotiations. And I understand why we're at this point. We're all, we're going off of legislation that was passed in the 1920s, um, back when there was major issues within the unions and the union bosses, but. Now today, I think it's ridiculous because my question is, when does it stop? There, there are no limits to where this can go. So um, Congress has spoken today. It passed with overwhelming Democrat support, um, and I was a no, mm-hmm. to be honest. But um, I, I think that people will be able to say, oh, everything's fine. It's not going to ruin Christmas. It wasn't going to ruin Christmas. We know that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we need to get back to a place where there's thoughtful legislation that is being handled on the House floor instead of Congress being the arbiter on a union deal that's gone awry because the White House couldn't get their act together. So that's where I'm at on it. Imagine that. Studio audience standing and cheering. There was also a couple of woo-woo-woos from the back row. There's tears. Them. <laughs> a mailman and a dog licked each other. Yeah, no, it was, it was crazy. Everything brought the world together with that one. But you're right. You're, 
You're 100% right, Kat Kamek. That's the thing, you know. And uh, as I stare out at the country, you're talking about ruining Christmas. Yes, we'll survive. We'll get the railway thing done. There's so many other things that ruin Christmas. And I just want to say this really quickly. And you maybe you can pass this on to the constituents. I am obviously pro-Christmas. Love it all to the moon and back. But we need mm-hmm. if people what – what I'm against is big inflatable. You know the inflatables everybody puts on their lawn? Okay, listen, I like them, but this is the issue I have with them. In my neighborhood, we have a lot of little kids, and everybody puts their inflatables on a timer. So they blow up when it gets dark out, and you have these inflatables. But I've been railing against this for months now. People have heard it a thousand times on the show. The issue I have with the inflatables is when you have them on a timer and they deflate every morning at 6 a.m., when the little kids go to school, it looks like there was a drive-by. And everybody took out Santa, all of the reindeer, Frosty's a goner. It looks bad. If you're going to blow it up, like, fine, I get it. But you got to just, I guess, suck it up, pay the electric bill, and just leave it on. That's what I'm saying. Can I get an amen, Kat Kamek? You know, I'll give you a half amen on that one. And here's why. Mm. Because everything's so dang cheap. Those fans burn right. up and, you know, they rip yeah. so easily mm. that you got to basically bring them down during the day. Okay. The thing we need to rail against, Jimmy, mm. and this is, I'm dead serious. It's those dang strings and the stakes that you got to pull way out, and then you trip over them in the middle of the lawn. <laughs> well, I have know, broken an mm, ankle well, over these dang things. Well, <laughs> you 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 are allowed to sober up before you do the undecorating, cat. Just something to think about going forward. <laughs> I, I don't the doubt that. Of wine and decorating is all that I know. Yeah, maybe don't if you maybe me. if you put down the Pinot Noir and use two hands to pull this out of the ground. You might have. I'm just telling you because I care, Cat Kamek. You're like my best uh, friend in Jim, Washington. Come on, uh, Jimmy. You know they don't do pinos in a box. And <laughs> I am super classy. That's the other issue. It's a box. <laughs> it's not even a bottle. Oh, Cat Kamek, I love you, pal. Uh, ho, ho, ho! I'm sure we'll talk before Christmas, but you know, keep on, keep it on, girlfriend. Absolutely, and I look forward to having you here on Capitol Hill. In the meantime, we'll keep raising hell and and uh, making sure that Nancy is packing her bag steadily. Oh, girl. Welcome to the jungle, Nancy. We got fun and games. I'll see you soon, babe. Love The best. Bye. There she goes, the great Cat Kamek. Only the finest box of wine this holiday season for Cat Kamek. I'm fine. Hey, whatever you do, whatever you're into. Uh, she's being silly. But uh, she's dead serious when she talks about Congress getting involved with things they shouldn't be getting involved with. That's the point. Okay, we don't want a railway strike. We don't want the catastrophe that would ensue. But every time, okay, the government gets involved with something, okay, they screw it up. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. How many times do we have to tell you that? Okay, look at the COVID response, you know. This economy is screwed up because the government got in the way. Got in the way. When we had gotten to the place where we were safely coming back out of our houses and reopening society, it was the government that screwed things up. Now, to be honest, we never should have been locked down, and we know that through looking at the data. The lockdowns made it worse, but stick with me. When it was time to reopen, what did we do? We implemented a vaccine mandate. What did that do to small businesses? Made it impossible for them to hire. Made it a little bit harder. Made it harder for the airlines to hire. Think about this right now. JetBlue will not hire unvaccinated pilots, will not do it to this day, but they will hire people with criminal records. So if, you know, you rape somebody, come on down as long as you're vaccinated. I mean, you're not vaccinated. Sorry, you're going to have to go into some other airline. This is the stupidity we're dealing with. But when it came to reopening society, government getting in the way exacerbated the problem at every turn. Enhanced unemployment benefits at a time when 
the government, excuse me, the economy was ready to come roaring back. People were ready to get out of the houses and go, go spend some money, go to work. We paid people more money to stay home in some instances than they would going back to work. So that, for an extra two or three months, made it exponentially harder for small businesses to hire. Okay, that went on. Everybody you know that's owned a small business has wound up working a shift at some point that they hadn't done in 20 years, meaning worked a job they hadn't done. If you're a restaurant owner, you probably haven't been a dishwasher in 10, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. But every single restaurant owner you know at some point pitched in and did one of those jobs in the kitchen because they didn't have staff available to do it. And you don't always notice this when you're in a restaurant, but believe me, you notice it when you're at the strip club and Rocco has to get up on the main stage. Well, don't boo Rocco, kids. You can boo the government because they're the ones who got involved and made it harder to do. What can I tell you, kid? You're right. When you're right, you're right. When you're right. Taking the edge off one story at a time. America needs to learn how to lighten up. You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. Nothing to see here. Uh, Elon Musk just admitted on Twitter that the previous regime interfered in the last election. Oh, wow! I'm telling you, that guy has the money. He should hire a food taster ASAP. Uh, And that is not me threatening him. That is me being mindful of the reality that people really, really can't handle this level of honesty when it comes to our politics. Okay, they can't handle the free exchange of ideas because the way the way politics have been conducted. This is what happened to the Democrats. They just got lazy. Do you remember the beginning of Rocky Three? Rocky Three. Tim Scott, South Carolina senator. He's the one that says Rocky Three is the best Rocky. What an idiot. I don't know. Maybe it is. I don't know. We've taken a long. We've had a long-standing vote on that on this show since it was launched. But do you remember in Rocky Three? It opens with a montage where they're showing Rocky fight a bunch of nobodies, buy the fancy motorcycles, get the fancy cars. They're walking around in fur coats now, and he's just fat and happy. He gets lazy. He's not used to doing the work anymore, and he winds up going soft and getting knocked out by Mr. T. Do you remember that? He gets in the ring with Mr. T, who's not exactly nice to him on the way to the ring. Shut up, fool! Okay, but the point is, Rocky gets fat and happy and lazy and knocked out, and that's what happened to the Democrats. they're, They're not used to putting the work in anymore. It's we submit an idea. If you disagree with it, we have you banned and censored. We call you hateful and homophobic and bigoted. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. And now they can't. This is crazy. But here's Elon Musk. The obvious reality, as longtime users know, is that Twitter has failed in trust and safety for a very long time and has interfered in elections. Wish him luck. You got some big testicles to pull this off, bro. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you're damn right it is. And we're getting ready for a radio ruckus. It's an old school in-studio food fight. Former Utah Congressman Jason Chaffetz. He's a big fan of the Utah Utes. I have friends out in Utah that say they're going to win the Pac-12 championship. I doubt it. We'll talk about it. That's not the main reason for his appearance, though. Chaffetz coming by to weigh in on the fact that Disney's new CEO 
Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Their former CEO, Bob Iger, has returned to replace outgoing Bob Chapik because his woke policies cost the company a ton of money. Everything woke turns to Chaffetz going to weigh in on whether this is the beginning of the end of corporate activism, which would be a win for everybody, everybody out there in America, because at the end of the day, corporations don't care about anything anyway. They're just trying to find ways to make money. Oh, well, you know, we'll cater to this whole woke new world order of, you know, and what happens? You go down to Disney, you ride Snow White and the Seven Genders. You're like, where'd the dwarves go? You can't say dwarves. Come on, what are you, crazy? You work at Fox News. you got to say Gutfeld. But stick with me. The point is, okay, if this, in fact, is the bold new frontier, the direction that they go in at Disney, a lot of corporations will hopefully follow suit and get out of politics because the truth is nobody goes to these products for politics. Nobody cares. Okay, you go to Disney for escapism. You don't go there because you want to be mired in whatever the latest grievance movement happens to be. Okay, again, when Disney started this whole lie against Ron DeSantis, if you remember, somebody who has weighed in on the matter, okay, they were not telling the truth about his bill. The Parental Rights and Education Bill was not what the Democrats called it, which was don't say gay. It's the don't say gay bill. That's what they said. That is a fact check false. It's false. They didn't. That was not the bill. It's a six page bill. We've read it on the air. The parental rights and education bill said you cannot teach sex ed or sexual identity to kids between the ages of kindergarten and third grade. Now, if you ask me personally, I'd back that past like eighth grade because kids aren't mature enough. They're still so fluid in their development. But all DeSantis did was ban sexual discussion for kids between kindergarten and third grade. And everybody on the left was like, oh, he's killing trans people. Democrats are so full of crap. It's a don't say gay bill. That's what they took. Come on, man. This is bananas. But that's the most difficult part of our politics now. It's the reason they hate Elon Musk so much. The Democrats have gotten away. They got really lazy because they've gotten away with running on not what Republicans are doing, but what Democrats claim Republicans are doing. Bingo. That's what it is. Like, get, you know, there's so many examples of this. I can give you one, uh, a great one. When Biden launched his campaign, he was like, oh, well, you know, I'm running. It's a battle for the soul of our nation because Donald Trump never condemned neo-Nazis and white nationalists in Charlottesville. And you had people, and I'm not talking about the neo-Nazis and the white nationalists, because they should be condemned totally. Wait, well, hold, hold on now. What's going on here? But this is what they've always done. They run on their interpretation of what Republicans are doing. Ron DeSantis says, hey, you shouldn't be teaching little kids about sex in kindergarten. That's disgusting. Back in the day, someone wanted to teach, you know, your kindergartner about sex. You were like, what the hell is wrong with you? For real, if, if, if you were that polite, I think the honest response if someone came up was like, yeah, yeah I want to teach your uh, second grade daughter about sex. I'll break you in half like a little toothpick. Really think about that. Think about the world we're living in. In corporate America, if you were to walk up to your 28-year-old coworker, talk to him or her about sex, you would get fired on the spot. But if you were to walk up to their three-year-old or five-year-old kid in a classroom and be like, hey, let's talk about pornography for a minute. That's A-OK? What the hell is the world coming to? Bananas. Okay, but they gaslit the country. The Democrats attempted in the run-up to the midterms to galvanize support from gay voters by trying to claim 
that Ron DeSantis had declared war on gay people. Hello? Has anyone been to South Beach, Florida? Has anyone been to Key West, Florida? Florida has the second biggest gay population in America. They've got the third biggest married gay population in America. But they tried to gaslight this as an anti-gay bill simply for the votes. No regard for the consequence. No regard for the toxic effect it has on society. Okay, this is no different than telling people, oh, all the cops are racist. Ah, oh, gee, that ought to go well. 99.999% of the people who put on a uniform are heroes. They put on that uniform because they legitimately there is something inside of them that identifies with being a hero. And they want to get out there and protect lives and save the day. These are the best people amongst us in society. Okay, are there bad ones? Absolutely. But this reckless idea of painting all of them as racist has led to a wild distrust between police and the communities they were sworn to protect us against, the end result of which has been a mass exodus of cops retiring early and a giant spike in the murder rate nationally. It's a bad situation. So when Disney got involved and took on Ron DeSantis, not only were they lying, but they were doing damage to society. Okay, because they were furthering the divide in society based on a lie. Oh, this guy's out. He's banning gay people. It's no different than abortion. The Democrat position on abortion is that Republicans want to kill women. Republicans looking to limit abortion to 12 weeks, which is what they have in 28 of the 29 European nations, or maybe 15 weeks, which is the absolute limit in all European nations, 15 weeks for abortion. The Democrats characterize that position as Republicans want women to die in back alleys getting black market abortions. That's the Democratic take on the Republican stance to give us European-style abortion laws. That's why you can't have a conversation, as we don't agree on the starting point. But here is Ron DeSantis talking about the fact that Disney's new incoming CEO, the former CEO Bob Iger, who gets what's most important in the bottom line, which is profits, which is placating parents, which is being escapism and providing them with what was truly known as the happiest place on earth. Okay, if you're worried about inclusion in Disney, you don't focus on the pronouns. You focus on the prices. You understand? There's a lot more families being kept out of Disney World right now by the fact that it's $200 to get in than the fact that they won't call a he a they. He knows what he's talking about. Here is uh, DeSantis explaining that Disney did this to themselves. Clip 12. We didn't drag them in, Tucker. They went in on their own and not only opposed the bill, they threatened to get it repealed. These are parents' rights, important policies in our state that are very popular. And so they brought this on themselves. Yeah. All we did was stand up for what's right. And yes, they're a big, powerful company. But you know what? We stand up for our folks. And I don't care what a Burbank-based California company says about our laws. Oh, good for him. You know, and he shouldn't care. The reason more people are moving to Florida than anywhere else in the world is because he's basically governing like he's Ronald Reagan. Okay, get the government the hell out of our lives. Don't tell me when you can and can't go to school. Don't tell me where you can and can't go to work. Don't force medicine on people who don't want to take it if it's not proven, if it hasn't been tested, if we don't know the long-term health consequences. Okay, get the hell out of the way. Don't impose your fake, woke corporate values on the rest of my citizens. Screw you. Good for him for taking the fight to Disney. I'm telling you, DeSantis is great at this. I'm not telling you he's going to be the nominee. We're two years off. Who the hell knows where it's going to go? All I know right now is all the Republicans are mad at Trump because he had dinner with white supremacists. Not good. Whatever they are, anti-Semites, I don't know. They're all bashing him. I'm not going to get sidetracked. I don't think the vast majority of the country's focused on that right now, although I'll always condemn anti-Semitism anytime it surfaces in the country. Okay, it's a lot more important that we focus on taking the fight to the companies that want to limit your free speech rights, taking the fight to these companies like Disney 
that were trying to bastardize the dialogue in a way that was consequential in a negative way for Republicans. Okay, here is Bob Iger at least recognizing that his obligation as the head of Disney is to go out and make the company money and to service the customers who did not fly down to Orlando to go on a ride called Peter Pan Sexual. That's not what they did. Okay, to his credit, Iger gets it. Here it is, clip nine. Many cast members had wished that Disney stayed out of politics. Will Disney stay out of making political statements? You know, I think uh, there's a misperception here about what politics is. And I think that some of the subjects that have proven to be controversial as it relates to Disney have been branded political, and I don't necessarily believe they are. I don't think when you are telling stories and attempting to be a good citizen of the world that that's political, just not how I view it. Do I like the company being embroiled in controversy? Of course not. It can be distracting, and it can have a negative impact on the company. And to the extent that I can work to kind of quiet things down, I'm going to do that. But I think it's, it's important to put in perspective what some of these subjects are and not just simply brand them political. Which is a very tactful, very tactful way of telling the woke activists within the company. Shut up. Will you shut up? He's trying to listen. I don't believe these are political issues per se. It's human interest. But shut up. Will you shut up? That's all he's saying. He doesn't want to get involved. Why? Because they want to go make money. And because that's not what people come to Disney for. You know, the whole thing. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane is not there to deny people a voice in our society. Like when people say, you know, basketball, yeah, shut up, focus on basketball, go hit a baseball. Okay, a lot of the reason I agree with those sentiments is not because I want to deny people a platform they're rightfully entitled to as Americans. It's because we could do so much better as a country if we had common culture again, if we had places in society where we could put our political differences aside. It used to be that things like professional sports and Disney World and movies held our society together. Because, yeah, you could be a Democrat, you could be a Republican, an independent, libertarian, whatever, but at the end of the day, we just want to watch a good ball game. Just want to see a good movie. Just want to go down to Disney. We'll ride a couple of rides. That's going to be... But, 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 Disney has mandated that one of you needs to cut off your junk before you can come into the park. <laughs> I'm just telling you, every one of these people that has gotten involved, oh, we're woke corporate activism, we're here, we're changing the world. Nothing's better. Nothing's better. Nothing's better. What can you point to that's gotten better in society since they canceled, like, Aunt Jemima? What's gotten better? Some family, a black family that's been getting royalties for 100 years, now isn't getting those royalties anymore because a bunch of woke white people said Aunt Jemima was racist. That's just how white folks will do you. So who suffers as a result? The black family that was making money. Oh, they got rid of Uncle Ben's rice. Yeah, that solves society's problem. But since athletes got involved, say a guy like LeBron James, I don't begrudge him his success. LeBron James I have a lot of respect for, okay? I do think he likes to remind us every once in a while that he didn't go to school by wading in on current events in a way that's pretty stupid. I'm not going to lie. But understand, at the same time, if I had the amount of success and stimulation at my disposal at the age of 17 that LeBron did, I would have been dead years ago. There's no chance I could have. If you sent me out of my house on a Friday night with 100 bucks on Friday, I wouldn't have been home alive by Saturday. 
So if you're going to tell me I could have had $100 million in the bank on a Friday night as a 17-year-old kid, dude, I would, I would have been a population control device. I would have got the people around me killed. I would have been a disaster. So I don't begrudge him, you know, his achievements. But since a guy like him has turned the NBA woke and they now start wading in on all of our social justice issues while turning a complete blind eye towards actual enslavement and human rights atrocities in China. But has anything gotten better in this country? The answer would be no. Okay, when they started kneeling for the national anthem, this goes back to the Colin Kaepernick era. This is over six years old now. Has anything gotten better in terms of crime? In the black community? The answer would be no. Of course not. A bunch of rich black athletes made a bazillion dollars. Some of them got sneaker deals and merchandising deals to tell, give the cops the middle finger. But did they actually do anything to help their communities? The answer would be no. It's always a branding exercise. When corporations get involved, when athletes get involved, it's because they think it looks good for their brands. Hey, I'm woke. Hey, I care. Hey, I've got your back. But when push comes to shove, the only thing they're trying to do is sell more stuff to woke, grievance-minded people that'll buy this crap. Pay up, suckers. Okay, Disney, to its credit, at least brought a guy back in who sees the flaw in the business model, number one, and maybe even the hypocrisy. Because when Disney gaslit the country over Florida being a don't-say-gay country, uh, you know, state, let's not forget that Disney is doing business in 12 countries around the world that have criminalized gay activity. Don't say gay. I mean, you better don't be gay. Run for your life. You'll go to jail. In some instances, you'll get killed. But they want you to believe that Florida's the problem? Sell crazy someplace else. We're all stocked up here. Listen, Bob Iger is a lot of different things. Uh, people have business visionary they think he's a genius they think he's whatever the point is for whatever the guy happens to be at least he's on par with donald trump's vision that everything woke turns to introducing the all-new woke disney world the first theme park to dump identity politics on all its guests mom can i hit the boys room sorry honey it's the they's room let me explain this to you one more time it's okay mickey I'll handle it. All of our rides have been updated, so our woke employees won't flip out on us. From Snow White and the Seven Genders. I don't understand. To it's a small reassignment surgery after all. That was the weirdest boat ride ever. Woke Disney World. We've transitioned to a new business model, but the goal remains the same. All right now, get out there and make me some damn money. Hi-ho, hi-ho, hi-ho. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We're getting ready to wrap with my main man, Jason Chaffetz, but batting lead off his opening act out in Sheridan, Wyoming. Reese back on the show. Yo, Reese! That is one heck of an introduction, and I appreciate it. But Magadettos to you, and uh, thank you. Oh, nobody likes a Rush reference more than me. Um, are you uh, are, are you woke Disney, or are you Team DeSantis here? Where are we in the battle? I'm always Team DeSantis. You know, I think all of us American patriots need to be more anti-woke than we've ever been before. There's, there's, you know, you look at Elon Musk, 
and he is he's a great American patriot. Like he's standing up for freedom. I heard you talking about him in the first hour and like we have got to just stand up to these people. We may not win the rigged elections, but uh we'll we'll persevere. What's, you just gotta get your yeah. head up. What's fascinating, Reese, is the people who use terms like bullying are the bullies. They've gotten their way by yelling and screaming at people. Like, you're a monster, you're a bully, you're anti-gay, you're anti-trans, and people just shut up and play along. The fact that DeSantis has a little bit of a jab, you know, if you come back at these people, they don't really have an answer. You know what I'm saying? The re- and and that's, that's the reality of our politics. The Democrats are not used to a counterpuncher. They're used to establishment Republicans being like, okay, we don't want to get called names, so I guess we'll just give them their way. But if you bring receipts like DeSantis did... Uh, you can take the fight to these people. So Republicans need to take note is what I'm saying. Absolutely. You are 100 percent right. We have just got to keep counterpunching and and maybe get on the offensive as well. Could you imagine? You know, not always be on the defense or the counterpunch. Like we have got to be on offense and tell these folks where they stand and where we stand. I'm telling you because I care. Reese has spoken. People of Washington heed his words. No one more influential anywhere in the world. Good job, Reese. We'll do it again sooner, right, brother? There he goes. The great Reese in Sheridan, Wyoming, coming up next. Get the pyrotechnics ready. The confetti cannons. We're going to release the doves when he walks in the door. I'm talking about Jason Chaffetz, multimedia matinee idol, joining us next in studio right here on the Big Bad, one and only Fox Across America. It's the morning show that uh, overslept Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Okay, so this show launched two years ago. We were on about 27 stations. And, you know, we have a little bit of a run. We're on about 125 stations now. One of them happens to be in Utah. And we have good friends that run the KOAL station out in Utah who believe the Utes are going to win the Pac-12 championship. They're crazy. Joining us now, a man who might be able to weigh in on that and other things. Uh, not, I'm not talking about their mental state of health. I've already diagnosed them, uh, the Anderson family, wonderful people. But a former superstar congressman from Utah, a Fox News contributor, the host of the Jason in the House podcast, Jason Chaffetz is back. Hey, man. Hey, howdy, partner. You're, you're dressed like you're from the West. I, I don't know. <laughs> I, this is the most eclectic. I mean, I'm wearing a tie with polka dots on it. Yeah. You literally have cowboy boots and Western <laughs> Western wear that we sell at Cal Ranch stores. Those yeah. of you in Utah know yeah, Cal yeah. Ranch. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm impressed. I mean, you must have hit the yellow front or Cal Ranch along the way. You know, it's funny when you think about my wardrobe and my accent. It actually just looks like I'm in the witness protection program. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I look like some Sicilian guy who made his way out to Utah and tried to fit in, but my accent's giving me away. Well, I tried to clip on the right tie to be in New York and, you know, look the, the fox uh-huh. part, and I ho- hope it's... Well, this is what you've got to do, because me and Chaffetz are talking off the air. When he's in town, they put him up. He stays in a Times Square hotel. You have a lot of opportunities to make bad purchases on the way to the studio. And I'm not talking about <laughs> he made a very funny weed joke that I don't need you to repeat, but uh, the Rolexes are out there. The electronics, uh, there's plenty of nice sunglasses. Oh, you can buy it. No, I was just, just don't it like it is. More opportunities to buy weed in those two blocks. <laughs> 
than your normal Provo, you know, you know stroll between first and second south. Yeah. <laughs> well, you haven't hung out with my cousin. You know, I got a cousin in West Jordan. He could probably find you a little bit of the devil's lettuce if you were so inclined. But, uh, yeah, it's a whole different thing going on in Times Square, especially like this time of year. But you really find out what you're made of as a traveler, as a commuter. Because you have to have, like, an efficiency. It's like the, it's almost like, you know, they have the running of the bulls in Spain. You know, we have the running of the fake Ray-Bans in Manhattan. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be able to battle through Times Square. How's your elbow game? Have you been able to – you had to shove a few tourists? Well, you just put your head down, yeah, and just plow through it and know that there's no personal space between here and, and Zero. Times Square. Can Zero. I ta- I'll tell you this. The safest way to drive in New York as a former cab driver, people think you're kidding when you say this, but you actually have to drive like your intent is to commit vehicular homicide. <laughs> and the reason, and it's safer. And the reason being is because that is the rhythm of the road in New York. And especially if you're a cab driver, that's the expectation of you. Yeah. So I can tell you this. If I was in a, my, my old cab, 2G34, that's my medallion. If you ever see a cab on the street, they have the numbers. If you see 2G, you're like, oh, it's Jimmy Fallon's cab. You can't miss it. It's got, you know, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of dings <laughs> and dents and bullet holes and stuff like that. We lost a lot of good men out there, Javits. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm serious. Like, if you didn't run a red light in Manhattan in a cab, you'd get rear-ended by a cop. You would get rear The cop well, inspects you to run it in front of him. He's not mad at you. He well, wants you to run uh, What's changed through the years is they... It are the bike lanes, and those yes. guys go fast, and you're not looking for them. No. I'm looking for the cab. I can see the yellow cab. Uh-huh. It's the guy who's got this electric bike that's what it in is. the rain that's going <laughs> way too fast listening yep. to his headphones. Yep. That's the guy that's going to take me out. Well, can I tell you, as many of, as many of those guys get hit as you'd expect— even as you'd want in some instances, <laughs> because the thing is a bicycle is not supposed to close on you at 65 miles an hour. Yeah. They're... When the light's red. Yes. <laughs> they go the wrong way in traffic. They do. Off. I had, it's something like straight out of a movie, you know, something you'd see in like National Lampoon's Vacation where you open the door right as a bicycle guy comes by. I had that happen to me on the Penn Station cab line on 8th Avenue once. I have no idea how the guy lived. But he was doing like a legit 60 miles an hour. He wasn't in my mirror when I pulled over. When I opened the door, he was doing you 60. Can't in, see yeah, him. hit the door. You can't see Gone. Him. And those guys with the, the one wheel, what do you call it? The balance board, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, with the hand. Yeah. Holy crap. I know. You got to have a weird. You got to. It's weird. If you want to commute by bike or electronic scooter in New York, you got to be coming out of a bad relationship and you just don't care what the consequences to yourself happen to be. It's the only way I can explain it, Jason Chaffetz. But I bring up tourism really quick because down in Disney world uh bob Iger, as i was saying meet the new boss same as the old boss he's right. back and yeah. he's pulling a grover cleveland he's serving two non-concurrent terms right. as disney ceo uh kind of said yeah maybe we tiptoe back from politics a little bit uh is this could it be the wave of the future for corporations because i think if they're smart it is yeah that that saying of uh, you go woke you're gonna go broke yeah. it's like what michael jordan did why don't i not why didn't everybody learn from Michael Jordan? You know, Republicans to buy learn. shoes too. Yes. Like, don't offend. And, you know, we don't need politics and sex in every single thing we have and every <laughs> discussion that we have. I go, if I go to Disney, if I want to watch sports, I don't want to think about politics. Is it? So this is why I bring that up. Okay, good for that. Okay, Jason Chaffetz in studio, host of the Jason in the House podcast. Uh, fake Rolex uh, sommelier <laughs> in Times Square. Uh, but couldn't you argue, and this is my argument, that – by these organizations and even the sports leagues staying in their lane, and we're not saying this to deny them a platform, okay, but couldn't you argue that things have gotten worse because of their involvement because we've lost common culture? Like we don't have the place to put differences aside. Our differences are the highlight of every place we go. 
the 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 um, you would think the flag, the national anthem, mm-hmm. rooting for your team, and then being able to put your arm around your buddy and yeah. rib them a little bit that their team lost. You know that they they they're like the Mets or the Jets. Yeah. You know, I mean. It, that is the American way, mm-hmm. but when you inject politics in it and you start trying to go after this wokeism and Ugh. inject your your identity politics, the identity politics drives people away from each other, not closer together. Very well said. I will I will quote a semi famous man. Everything woke turns to. <laughs> it's true. It's it's there's, there's no way around it, man. And uh, I, I I always think you know when you get a guy like Iger in there because. At the very least, he's from a different corporate mindset right. of a decade back when they at least had the good sense that they might make a statement like this, but they recognized that the bottom line was still the bottom line. Well, he understands the consumer better. I mean, mm-hmm. they had this bomb of a movie, Strange World, Strange World or something, yeah. you know, they lose $100 million. It's not knowing your customer. They yeah. go out, did the things, tried to take on Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis understood Floridians yeah. and the public way better. And so... I think Iger's going to bring them back to a sense of reality and understanding their customer. And he, he said something else that I, I can relate to and a lot of families can. He thinks Disneyland and Disney World are too expensive. Amen, brother. Hey, man. $12 churros. Come oh, on. Buddy, I am still paying interest on a hot pretzel. I bought Lincoln in 2012. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you, though, when you, when you want. Uh, mm. A serious, you know, drumstick. Oh yeah. There's only one Disneyland. I love that drumstick. turkey leg. Yeah, that this... turkey leg is unbelievable. <laughs> Let's talk about that turkey leg. How big is that turkey? If those turkey legs, are I don't know three when to... <laughs> run for your life, Jake. You know, I don't want to see when I'm cooking it in the kitchen. But yeah. I don't know where they're getting those turkeys. <laughs> that thing is mammoth. That's it's like a dinosaur. The... It's like yeah, anyone could have a Frank Purdue turkey, but a Chernobyl turkey. Now oh, that's and a they're turkey. corn dogs. <laughs> corn dogs. Look, you don't get a body like mine by passing on the corn dog. <laughs> they got the best corn dogs, but they're expensive. <sighs> They're like 12 bucks for a corn dog. It's yeah, and when you have a family of five, it oh. gets expensive. Well, I have, you know, I only have one kid, uh, but we eat like a family of five, so I can empathize there, too. It's, <laughs> it is, but, but good on him, because, again, if you're talking about inclusion, uh, the prices are keeping yeah. more people out than the pronouns. I say that, so I agree. Jason Chavis in the house. Uh, let's talk about another company making some headlines, Apple, uh, which is, you know, a little bit of a war on, you know, Elon Musk going on right now. Isn't it weird? This is my take, anyway. It's the First Amendment. It's the literally the opening t- track of the album. Our earlier, Cat Hammock and I were talking, like, if this is Guns N' Roses' appetite for destruction, the First Amendment is Welcome to the Jungle. It's the iconic anthem that launches the album. Yeah. We now have Guns N' Roses going to war against Welcome to the Jungle in terms of our Constitution. That alone is a little weird, but is it as simple as we've characterized it, them wanting big tech to be on their side as it pertains to censorship, or am I missing something? It probably is infinitely more complicated than that. But I got to tell you, Tim Cook, when I was in Congress, did a a better job than anybody else working the Hill. Okay. He'd come, he'd meet with you, go out to dinner, talk through the issues, and he won over a lot of of people uh, in in Congress. But with that said, he has a vehemence. I mean, he really doesn't like Facebook. He really doesn't like Google. He really doesn't like Microsoft. So this this whole new Twitter thing, uh-huh. I think, is more fleeting. Okay. I think where his deep-seated heart is, he does not like the business model where companies uh, snoop on your content and then resell that content. 
that's I have sat with him eyeball to eyeball okay. for hours uh-huh. and heard him talk passionately about that. That's where I think his heart is. This Twitter thing, maybe some Apple employees a little concerned that there was some collusion going on to mm-hmm. suppress the, the the narrative. Yeah. But um I you know, hey, Friday. Elon Musk is going to do what Elon Musk does and reveal what had been happening. He purchased the company. Yeah. He can reveal the past memos and emails and texts and, and algorithms if he wants. Isn't it crazy for all of like the Stay Woke t-shirts they invested in? They didn't invest in like a paper shredder or something. I think it's, I'm amazed this stuff is lying around. I, mean, I know it's digital, but I'm still laughing. Like, how did they not know? But for my money, I feel like we're fighting the wrong battle because I feel like TikTok would be the battle. If you were trying to protect Americans, wouldn't you go yes. after TikTok? Well, and there is bipartisan support, and that doesn't get as much headlines. Yeah. I mean, you have Senator Warner. Who's, Democrat. And look, Democrat. You talk to the Democrats and Republicans on the intelligence committees, they'll tell you, you need to get rid of TikTok. And you shouldn't wait for the federal government to come save you. You're losing all that information, and some people say, oh, I don't care if the Chinese have it. I got nothing in there. Yeah, you do. You got passwords, bank accounts, all kinds of stuff. If it's in your phone, it's in their possession. Yes. I was trying to explain and it'll be that with to- them forever. <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing about the Communist Party. They don't get rid of it. There's not like a great – there's no amnesty. You remember yeah. how the Atlantic was writing about amnesty? It's not happening. Jason Chaffetz is here, host of the Jason in the House podcast, Fox News contributor. Uh, the owners of KOL out in Utah, fine people, price Utah. Love it out there. Uh, they do believe that the Utes are going to win the Pac-12 championship game, which I believe would put them up against Josh. Are they playing USC? They'd have to beat USC a second time. I believe they beat them once. They play them this weekend. Yeah. yeah. Is, is it time to take away the car keys from the Anderson family? No. no let's, look, I, the, running Utes, mm-hmm. I, I, they're going to win. They had the best coach. I love Kyle Whittingham yep. as the coach. Great guy. They get the, He's a wonderful guy. They and the best and, chef. You know, my, I, we've talked about this. My cousin's yes. the chef. Go ahead. Yes. And uh, but the the youths are the real thing because they have such a great coach, beloved mm-hmm. in the community, gives him. back to the community. Uh, they got a really good team this year, and mm-hmm. I I think they will prevail. And I, the, the ones really having to look in the mirror and say, what, what, where did the wheels fall off? Is Oregon? Oh, I know that was crazy last week. Yeah, well, there's not a lot of tears in Utah for that. <laughs> Well, another team that had its wheels fall off might play you in the Rose Bowl if it comes to that is Ohio State. You get a rematch of last year's game. That would be fun. Yeah, because yeah. uh, Ohio State didn't have the best day against Michigan in the horseshoe last week. Yeah, go Big Blue. Uh, <laughs> That's fascinating. Jim Harbaugh. Uh, has finally gotten his program to where he wanted it to be. Because, you know, he showed up to Michigan and got his butt handed to him a bunch of times in a row against Ohio State, but then they beat him up. So we're Well, on. his first game as the Michigan yeah. coach was at Utah. I went to that game, Get and out. the Utes won. Get out of and, town. Uh, but you know what? Harbaugh's good people. Yeah, he is. Him, his brother, his his dad, who I've had a chance to shake hands with a few times. Uh they're they're just good people, and you, you like to see good people succeed. No question. I'll give you that, Chaffetz. Um, one more before I let you run. Uh, another thing happening is this potential rail strike. I wanted to ask you this as a former congressman. Is it a slippery slope for Congress to start in, in, injecting themselves into these negotiations? And Does it set up the possibility that they'll be settling future union disputes down the road? Timmy, Timmy, you're wrong. I watched 60 Minutes back in September. <laughs> I heard Scott Pelley ask him the hardball question. How did you do it, Mr. President? <laughs> it's already solved is what it's you're saying. It's already solved. What are you talking How about? How is this a I thing? I went to the voting booth, and I knew that Joe brought people together and solved this. What are you talking? Jimmy, you're 
behind the times. <laughs> it's so amazing how they really do like legit propaganda in this administration. Like, do you remember when they had the James Taylor concert? Because of the Inflation Reduction Act, on the same day the inflation numbers came out, <laughs> the great. stock market tanked. And they're like, no, we're doing it anyway. It's yeah. fine. We're doing it anyway. And they had a celebration. I want everyone listening needs to know this. They was in September. Yes. They had a celebration at the White House because they averted the strike. But he, I, apparently we spiked the ball at the one to keep it in football terms. How often have you heard 60 Minutes Scott Pelley say, tell me, Mr. President, how did you do it? It's just like... <laughs> Chris Matthews getting a tingle down his leg. I tingle on my leg here. It's embarrassing. It was terrible. Look, I don't think there's going to be a strike. I think they'll go right up to the 11th hour, but it is not the role of Congress to do this. Deal with it like Ronald Reagan, Mm. you know, with the air traffic controllers. Yeah. yeah, well, shut up. He, he took their <laughs> things. Yeah, exactly. Shut up. Get to work, man. We could we could use a Reagan right now. Uh, we could we could use a lot of things, Chaffetz, but uh, one of which is a fake Rolex. So I'll let you get back into Times Square. Uh, good luck with your holiday shopping. <laughs> I gotta make sure there's like no weed in the box. Yeah, it, you, it's a two pack. Well, there's you're on the radio floor. There's some resale value in that weed. So don't don't just throw it right in the garbage. You might want to come up here and see where the market price is at that day. It's all market price, like you know. When you're buying the seafood in the steakhouse on the 15th floor. It just says MP on the menu. It's market price. So don't throw it out. Depends on the strand. The great Jason Chaffetz. Listen to the Jason in the House podcast and don't go anywhere. We're back after this. Call and speak to Jimmy now. I'm trying to use the phone. 888-788-9910. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Sad to report that Chris McVie from Fleetwood Mac passed away. She, of course, wrote this song, Little Lies, by Fleetwood Mac. No greater fan of doing things well, doing things at the highest level possible, holding yourself to the highest standard imaginable, than your radio buddy Jimmy Fallon. I mean, we joke, we make fun of myself and all my issues, but the only reason I'm here. Uh, is because I really busted my ass to do things right. And uh, Fleetwood Mac, uh, they did a lot of things right, including partying, <laughs> including, uh, you know, uh, including each other, as a matter of fact, from time to time. Oh, yes, I've read about that in the Bible. But uh, God rest her soul, uh, the late, great Chris McVie. Uh, and, of course, we're talking uh, about all things entertainment because tonight when you get done buying tickets to see me at the Bricktown Comedy Club in Oklahoma City, Friday night, December the 9th, Saturday night, December the 10th. Tickets for that at BricktownComedy.com. When you get done buying those tickets, you can turn on your TV, watch a little more Fallivision. Me and Jesse Waters getting the band back together at 7 p.m. on Waters World. He's got the best hair in primetime. It's not even close. Uh, you know, I probably have the best wardrobe in primetime, if we're being honest. Wrong. All right, whatever. I figured that one wouldn't go over easily. Uh, but it's another good opportunity to get back together with your radio buddy, spend a little more quality time. And, of course, that's not enough fail vision for you. Uh, you can also see me on the outnumbered couch tomorrow. And uh, all of these TV hits uh, are all over the Fox Across America Facebook page. That is where I correspond with all of you individually. And I want you to know this. I did post the recipe. You're welcome. Last week, I gave away the famous Gruyere macaroni and cheese recipe for Thanksgiving. It is posted on the page. I had posted a picture of it 
uh, which goes against everything I stand for. If you've ever seen my actual comedy act in a club, <laughs> I'm very anti-dinner picture. But I did take the time to post a picture of that recipe I had touted on Thanksgiving uh, along with a full recipe. It wasn't there at first because at the time I posted it, me and Lincoln were in pretty bad shape. We had a rowdy Thanksgiving at the Fela House. Uh, but I pulled it together. The recipe is there. You are welcome. Go cook, cook it. You can thank me for the gout later. No big deal. No rush on all of that. Uh, but the point is the show is over. And I don't believe there was anybody anywhere in the world who had a better time on the radio for three hours today than we did. Because we're the folks who get it. Don't ever remember, forget that, man. You guys are a part of something that's truly special in that we do have this radio ability to continuously roast marshmallows while the world is on fire, okay? We're going to make a better difference. We're going to have a more profound impact being cool than we are being a bunch of cancel culture psychos. So as I continue to say every night, be a Republican, be a Democrat, just don't be a... I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in free-fall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.